Welcome to the Grow From Within podcast. I'm your host, Sharissa Sutliff, an online coach and inner growth junkie. It is my purpose to help guide you to discover your inner guidance system and tune into the love within to be your best true self. Now let's get to the awesomeness. Welcome everyone to the Grow From Within podcast. I'm your host, Sharissa, and I'm so excited for this interview today. I have Taylor Simpson. She is a life and business coach all online, and she is actually my very own business coach. She has helped me so much. I've been following her for quite some time now. She started off as a fitness enthusiast on Instagram, and I've loved watching her transformation as I've also transformed my life. So welcome, Taylor. I'm so excited to have you. Oh my goodness. I am just like, I can never explain. Like when I get to be interviewed by my clients, it makes my heart so happy, especially you, Trish. Like it's like you have come so far since that very first call that we hopped on. So I was just so honored um, to be asked to be on your show, truly. Like I just, I love everything that you're doing, the mission that you're on, um, the women that you're calling in. So I'm grateful to be part of your life. Thank you so much. And you have honestly helped me so much with that. And I am so thankful. And even on a day-to-day basis, there might be some times where I kind of say like, what would Taylor do? I know things kind of stick out to me. Like you, it sticks in my mind when you say like, always come from a place of love and professionalism or love and vulnerability. So on a day-to-day basis, whether it's, you know, in my personal life or even just whatever I'm posting and putting out there for people, I try to come from that place because that really spoke to my heart when you said that. So so for everybody here on the show, tell us a little bit about your story that people might not know about you. Yeah. So I feel like I've lived five lifetimes is what I always say. Uh, (laughs) I've been through just a whirlwind, um, especially like pretty much right after college. It's been just crazy. So what I I went to, I got my undergrad master's in international development. So I went to to school to get the degree that I was supposed to get. Um, And while I was there, I I get a degree that my, like that my, I knew my dad would approve of um, and my family would approve of. So when you tend to do things for other people, you don't really enjoy it. So I found myself in college, um, drinking all the alcohol, doing all the drugs, just being just like the cat, like the co- the captain of the hot mess express, um, like literally every day, um, totally lost, totally just being outside of myself, um, and looking outside for validation and all costs because I was just, I was so far from self-aware that I didn't know that it was, it was me. I was the issue. It wasn't like that asshole guy that, none of that. Like it was, nothing was going to fulfill me or make me feel better um, than myself. And I did not learn this for a long time. So I went through college, you know, graduated, got the the job on Capitol Hill here in Washington, DC. Um, and then went into my dream job for the United Nations. You know, that was just what I was supposed to do, just continue to follow the path for everyone else really and what looks good on the outside. So on the outside, my life looked um, perfect. I had gotten married and, you know, I had this picturesque wedding and the job and the clothes. And if anyone had any clue, like on the inside, I was like a terrified five-year-old little girl, like that was like stuck in a crate. Like I was so lost and confused and just couldn't understand why I felt lost. So, you know, 
in, during my like career, I like the drug to the drinking stopped at college, but then it took on into, um, I got addicted to shopping. So I would go shopping for my fix. Um, continue to think that that was going to make me happy. That was going to make me happy. Still, I'd buy all the things and no happiness was fulfilled from it. Um, so I, on January 1st, I joined a gym because I was at the nine to five that I was at, that I thought was my dream job. I, I you know, I ended up finding out it just it didn't feel good. I was not enjoying it. It's not all the dreams and hopes that I had it would be. So to get just something going, the energy inside of me, I joined a gym. And so after doing that, um, I was, you know, 100 pounds and I joined, just always been a teeny frame person. And so I created a fitness Instagram account, again, having like no intention on where it would go. It just was like, I had a, a fashion blog on the side that I did at the time. Um, call oh my god it was like i forget it was hysterical um it's just like my nine to five clothes and i like my clothes tailored that's what's called <laughs> mm. um and so yes yeah, so i created the instagram account just to share my gym outfits like my look back and the photos were so janky it's like i was like not even smiling like the camera is like tilted it's all fuzzy but i just did it, it felt good and so i was posting my outfits my neon shorts and my crazy hair ties and and so a bunch of people started like people started following They're like oh my gosh i love your gym outfits and then when you were able to do videos on instagram i started putting fitness videos but again just having fun like it was just nothing nothing I assume would come of it and then it started becoming like it was start I would start looking forward to that while I was at my miserable nine to five it ended up getting more toxic my boss was just not a good person um, I ended up crying on Sunday nights having panic attacks Monday mornings knowing that I have to go to this but what kept me going is knowing I got to go to the gym that evening um, and get a picture of my gym outfit and get a video so that really kept going and then people started asking oh you know your body's changing you're putting on muscle um, could you, you could really tell and so people like can, can you help me and I was like I don't Sure. So I went and got my NASA, my NASA certification um, and start and created a blog, um, tailoredfitness.co. It was just a blog at the time and started putting free workouts on there. And then people were like, hey, you should do a challenge or can I hire you as my coach? And I was like, sure. So I just made it happen and continuing to kept, I kept delivering to people what, what they wanted and it felt so good. And finally, for the first time in my life, I was like, it was about other people and not about myself and getting validation for myself for the first time in my entire life. And it just felt amazing. So I was like, okay, I'm tap, I must be tapping into something. So then I, some, somehow it came in my life, the book, The Power of Now. Um, and then the second I read that book, I was like, Oh my God, I get it. I, in my whole life, just like was a big flash of like, what have I been doing? You know, I was like 24 at this point. Um, and so I, I finally got my light, my act together and doubled down on tailored fitness because I was like, okay, right now is my time. This is my chance. Like all I have is to be present and to give all my love to that present moment. And when I did that, when I made that shift, that full on commitment to tailored fitness, cause that's what felt good. Um, after a year of doing that, I was able to quit my nine to my miserable nine to five, um, and take on tailored fitness full time. And you know, my life has evolved since then. I've since gotten divorced because I realized that I married someone of the, the old me married someone that was not the current, the, the real me, um, the truth that is me. And then it's morphed now into life and business coaching for the same reason. People were like, Hey, I saw this epic business you've built. Can you teach me how to do that? I was like, 
yeah, I could teach you how to do this. Duh. Um, so that's what it's turned into. So it's truly because I kept getting kind of curious on, on what felt good. Um, and just leaning into that a little bit like, even though I was not self-aware, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I just kept leaning and leading. And eventually it led me to the book that changed my life. Um, and then making major shifts after that. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, one of the questions I was going to ask was going to be if there was like a specific aha moment that made you self-aware, but it sounds like The Power of Now is the book that truly changed your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I would actually even go in my nine to five. So funny. I would go on Pinterest and this is like, this was definitely an awakening too. I'd go on Pinterest and also like, like, um, tumblers. And I would like, look at nature tumblers at my job when I was like having a like panic attack. I would just like, look at image, beautiful images of like the chakra system. And I was learning more about chakras and nature and trees and just beautiful images that made me feel good. And when you do that, when you visualize and see beautiful things and learn more about the systems that your body actually has within you, um, you, you can't not become self-aware. So yeah, so also tumblers, tumblers and the power of now. (laughs) I love what you said too, about just like kind of leaning into like what feels good or following like what feels good. That's such an important, I think, yeah, piece of life, if you will. I'm definitely yeah. a proponent of like, yeah, just even that awareness, like this doesn't feel good. There's a reason it doesn't feel good. Like what can I do that would feel better? I know if you're a fan of Abraham Hicks, they talk, mm-hmm. she talks, they talk about going for the next like thought that feels like good and then following that line of things. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And I love that you come from a place of, yeah, you made that switch from, it's not all about me, like getting out of that blame game and realizing like, it's my, all my fault. I'm the problem. Yeah. And I've had a very similar journey too, where I finally stepped out of it and was really like, wow, all of the things in my life are because of me. Not yes. everyone else. So yeah, acceptance, you, right? Yeah. When you realize that, well, when you're like, oh, fuck, it's all me. And yeah. then you have to like humble yourself and your ego is like, no, it wasn't you. It was so-and-so. This is your, your parents raised you this way. And you're like, okay, no, like it's me. I had the choice at every single second to either be the best version of myself or, you know, look inward and be selfish. And, and once we make that acceptance and surrender to the fact that we may have like been you know, fucking up for a while. That, that's all we knew. And to give ourselves lots of love, we can either be like, oh my gosh, you were such a horrible person being so selfish. Or you can be like, you know what? She was doing the best she could with what she knew. And at the time I literally knew nothing different. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I would agree. And I think that giving yourself grace, like comes from like seeing the gift in it, if you will, seeing like, oh, I'm so thankful that I recognize that this is how I was, but yep. now I'm in a place where I want to be better. I want to do better. And all that matters is kind of where I'm going and not the past. So it's kind of like yeah. a level of like forgiveness too for yourself. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Where would you say that, I know you were saying like your happiness, had you have been seeking happiness and acceptance and approval from outside of yourself. Where would you say that that's like st- stable level of like happiness or peace or whatever it is for you comes from now? Gosh, it really just comes from if I'm feeling good. And that sounds like the cheesiest answer, but yeah, my, my peace and my happiness comes from each moment if I am feeling good. And if I'm not feeling good, if I'm not in alignment, if I feel stressed out, worried, guilty, anywhere but the present moment, 
I know that that's not my definition or my space of, of happiness. So yeah, it's just taking it like every second in and thinking if, what am I doing right now? If it feels good or not, if it doesn't feel good, I tap back into doing something that feels good to me. Mm-hmm. And you find that I'm getting the sense that that all comes down to like the present moment, like literally being yeah. in the now. What oh, was yeah. your favorite part of that book? Like what was it, something that s- stood out so much to you that you kind of still to this day use as like a guiding source for you? Yeah. Um, gosh, it's been so long since I've read that book. I actually don't even know where my original copy was, which is such a bummer. Um, but probably really what sticks out the most is he would always say, be here, be here now. Like now is your only opportunity. So I'm like super, I, I, I try to be as intentional as I possibly can in every single moment. That's, I should get like intentional on tattooed on my body. Um, is because I like, that is one of my values and my core beliefs is I am intentional at being present in the now. So out of the book, it really is like the line of like, be here, be here now. This is like the only option you have. Mm-hmm. I know you used to have a watch. I've seen you post. I, I still have yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> that says, so y'all, you could probably look Taylor up on Instagram, but she has a watch that if you look at it, it just says now it doesn't have time yep. or like anything on it. And I love that. It's such a beautiful realization that, yeah, like all that really matters is right now and who you can be and what you can do in this moment rather than worrying about the past, worrying about the future. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I, I, you know, I just actually found that just recently moved and I just found that watch in one of my like jewelry boxes. Like, fuck, I need to, I need to wear this more. Yeah. I, I got it um, before I went to Africa to make sure that every single moment when I was over there, I was like in the now, like not back at home. So yeah. I Where love did you get that watch? Um, it's called, um, it's actually from a website where they have a bunch of them. If you just Google, um, like, now watch okay. there's some websites probably like nowwatch.com they have like white and black and other sayings but yeah it's from some some random website i found <laughs> i love that i've actually might get one just because i love those things yeah. that are you can incorporate into your life that are just like helpful tools and you know some tools are helpful for you in certain seasons and other times yeah, you might not rely on them anymore. I know like from me, yeah. you know, macros, and I'm sure you relate to this yeah. too, was a tool in my life in a different season of my life. And now I'm kind of like just eating healthy and balance is kind of like my routine and my norm, my habit. So I don't really need that tool anymore. Yeah. So, and I know I've, I mean, I've learned so much and taken so much from your life too, like my salt lamp behind me. Um, oh, I love it. Yep, mine, <laughs> I just turned mine off. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even, you know, the Miracles Now deck, I got those because I had seen you using them on a regular basis and such a great yeah. tool to help you for like your morning routine. And mm-hmm. are there any other tools that are your like true favorites that you would, that you recommend to clients now? Yeah. Um, so some people believe in this or not. You could, I'm wearing a crystal um, necklace. I wear this. Too. <laughs> I love it. Um, um, I wear I, I have crystals like all like all over my desk. Um, I, I firmly believe um, in the power of crystals. And here's the thing with crystals and stones in general is that we can overthink them and be like, okay, if I have this in the right spot, like, yeah, there are certain spots for certain ones. But then people worry like, you know, is this working and did I, did I cleanse it right? And what I firmly believe, if you just see a stone, um, like here's a, like a, so I'm holding a gold pyr- pyronite or something. 
it's a money stone. It attracts abundance in your life. But here's the thing. Someone could look at a gold glitter stone and think that it means love. And that's perfectly fine. So crystals, if you give a crystal or stone the meaning that feels right to you. Yes, there's certain attribute that it can help you with. But if you just, if you want to attract more money into your life, find a stone that like looks like abundance and set an intention on that stone. Hey, I command you to hold the intention to allow money to come into my life. So that's something I use um, on a daily basis is I, I cleanse my stones and set intention on the one around my neck, a different intention every day or the same intention for a month, uh, whatever that is. But I reckon, I recommend that to some clients, but some clients I know not like probably wouldn't be, they'd be like, yeah, okay, just give me the actual tangible tools. Um, so crystals is number one. Um, and the number two that I recommend um, to every single person is meditation, period. That's a tool that you don't need a tool for. You just need your body. You just need to sit your ass down or lay down um, and take five minutes out of your day. You can download the app Insight Insight Timer mm-hmm. um, and and listen to that. You've, they've got different time blocks on there. So really, yeah, crystals, meditation, um, gratitude journaling. That should have been mm-hmm. my number one. Gratitude journaling is life. So those three, if you kind of incorporate those three in your own unique way, and there's no wrong way to use a self-development tool, but just being consistent and intentional with what feels good to you is key. Yes. I love that very, very much. Yeah. Cause for everybody, there's going to be different methods, different ways. Yeah. And I agree with meditation. Meditation is such a good one for two reasons, because it also like, it puts you kind of in the now, it brings you present into mm-hmm. your body. And then also a kind of allows that space for mindfulness, which allows that space for being present in the now, which also can help you to just like, yeah, slow your mind so that you have more room to just be like intentional. And yeah, there's just so many benefits to it. I love meditation. It feels good and it's just helpful and it's like, it's productive or effective. Like, yeah, in your life, Mm -hmm. it's practical. Yeah. And this morning, actually, I had this mat that has like little spikes all over it. Um, so I try to go back and forth between sitting and meditating or laying down this mat, like butt naked. Cause you go, like, like actually like gets into your skin. And this morning I fell asleep because I was like so relaxed. I was like, I woke up, I was like, Oh my God, what time is it? I fell asleep for like 30 extra minutes. So when you get like so centered and you kind of tune everything out, you can literally fall asleep. Um, and but again, you, you don't need anything for it. And if people say, you know, it's intimidating or I don't have time, that means that you need to do it. Great. <laughs> yes. And I think meditation does come with this myth, if you will, or this like belief that it's woo woo and it can be weird, but really it's just like, it's straightforward, like connect to your breath and just get kind of quiet and yeah, just come back to center and just keep coming back to center so that you can like train your mind and train your thoughts so that Mm -hmm. you have, yeah, more clarity like throughout your day. And yeah, I resonate with you too. There's some mornings where I'm doing my morning like reading and personal development and I get to a place and I'm like, I feel so tired right now. Like I could just go back to sleep. <laughs> oh my God. Like, yeah, you're, you're, like you're falling asleep on, on your book. You're like, yeah. oh my God. It's amazing when you kind of just like get calm and your mm-hmm. body, you're like, no, we're not going to bed right now. This is not, this is not wind down time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know you were talking about your stone and abundance. And so I know you are a huge expert on abundance. So what are your, you know, top tips for, you know, an abundant mindset or just yeah. coming, feeling and coming from a space of just like true abundance? Like, yeah. 
Absolutely. Oh my gosh. It just gives me like, it, every time I use the word abundance or someone says it, it gets like, it makes me so happy because when you tap in to abundance, um, life is just fucking good. And so before I kind of dive into tips, like for the people listening, I have not always been an abundant mindset. I used to have a very, very lack mindset, living paycheck to paycheck, um, assuming I would never, you know, get the amount of money that I would want to, to live the life that I want to live. So just to sort of like that, I, I've not always been living this life. When you tap into something that works, you're like, everyone listen to me. <laughs> it works. So with abundance, um, first it's all about just belief. So when you hear the word abundance, if you're like, yeah, 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 that's like, that's woo woo. Then you're not going to get abundance in your life. Like that's just the tough love is so first, like just accept that it's like Santa Claus. If you don't, you, you, what you don't know, you don't know, but try to believe in it. Um, and like unicorns. So first know that there is, there is, I mean, the law of attraction, like the universal laws are an actual thing. Like what you put your energy towards, like Einstein, you reach the law, whatever he said about, like what you put out, you receive. Mm -hmm. And so the law of attraction is no, it's not woo woo. Like it's, that's why it's like some people think like, it's like, Oh, you know, the law of attraction. That's so like hippy dippy. No, it's an actual thing. So first, Accept that abundance is a real thing and the law of attraction is an actual law that works if you use it right, but you have to believe in it. So that's step number one is believing in it. And step number two is taking um, note of what your, um, what is, especially to talk around money, um, what is your relationship with money? Do you reject it accidentally? Like when it comes into your life, do you spend it right away? That's what I would do when I was addicted to shopping. I'd spend it the second it would land in my bank account because I was just like repelling it, but I wanted more of it. Um, so kind of just even write down like what stories you were told about money growing up. Did your parents say money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, only CEOs and celebrities make millions of dollars? What were the stories that you thought about money? Write those down and then get to a place of, okay, what do I want my ideal life to look like? Is that making millions of dollars so I can travel the world um, and volunteer and give back, which is one of my goals? Um, and so visualize what you want your life to look like and not putting on, well, God, I'll never get that. I'll never have that amount of money. Just visualize it first and then kind of take steps back what would it take to get to that spot would that be to you know even maybe read a book on investing like if you want to invest in stocks like just start kind of dabbling around the non-usual methods because yeah if you're at a nine to five and you know your actual income you're right it's gonna take you a long time to get that goal but here's the thing there are billions of ways to make extra money when you look at it like that then you're outside of the box of this is the money i make this is how long it's going to take to get there. Open your mind to different options. So that's just a way around money to just start creating a healthier relationship with money is that knowing you can create a vision, but you got to get out of your own way. Um, and then when it comes to using, that's like an actual like physical thing to do. But when it comes to using the law of attraction, when we come from a place of lack, when we say, you know, people are like, oh, you know, I, I'm telling the universe, I want more money. I want more money, please. Guess what? The universe hears you. I want more money and gives you back what you want you want more money. So it's coming from a lack. It's, it's hard to grasp that sentence, but if you kind of sit with that. You're like, oh shit, I have been telling the universe I want more. Like you don't have enough right now. If you're like, hey universe, I am so abundant right now. I have all the money I need. I command you to bring excess amount of money into my life on a daily basis. It's not like, you're not like more please, you're commanding the universe. Like the, the universe is there to give you what you, what you desire. 
period. It wants the best for you. Even if you're like, I want more money. It's like, oh, so here's wanting more money. Like it just, it's giving you what you're asking for, good or bad. Uh, it's just listening to you. So command the universe. Hey, bring me opportunities that allows me to allow, like, that allows me to attract money. So again, commanding is an actual tool that you can use on a daily basis. And when you, especially with the stones that I mentioned, if you, you know, with the money stone, you're holding the stone in your, your hand and you are, you know, holding intention. You know, I intend for you to, I command you to hold the intention that I am a money magnet. Money flows into my life effortlessly. And yes, the money isn't just going to flow into your life, but if you hold that crystal and wear it, you are going to remember that intention throughout the day. And that's the key with, with commanding the universe is now you have to take actual desired actions. You've got your crystal. You've got your intention in it. That money comes to you easily. So now your heart is open to opportunities. You might end up hearing a conversation at a coffee shop about someone who needs a nanny and you're like, Hey, I need some extra money. I'll be a nanny. Like that kind of stuff. You're open to it because you're paying more attention. It's like when you want to buy a new car and all of a sudden that car you want to buy is everywhere. You see it everywhere. And the same happens when you want to increase your abundance around money, you will then see opportunities, but you come your way. And it sounds so cheesy. And I remember hearing people talk like this and I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Surrender and trust the process and do it for like a month. Let's always ask people, just do it a month. And if you don't get more money or abundance into your life, then reframe what you're thinking or redissect it because it works. And then, so with abundance, with joy, just finding the joy it's in your life right now and appreciating the fuck out of it. Like I appreciate the sun shining into my office right now, or I appreciate just feeling good right now. I appreciate feeling inspired and motivated right now. And the more of that will come into you, but it's taking what you appreciate right now. Even if you have a dollar to your name, I appreciate the fuck out of this dollar. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you universe for bringing this dollar into my life. So that's like the, the roundabout on some just tangible ones and actual like go and look at other ways you can make side money, which yeah. everyone can do. I love that so much. Thank you. And I, I think it. so a couple of things you touched on, the law of attraction. And I think also it comes back to like karma too. So like, yeah, what you give, like you get. So like coming from a place of, I know you're very in alignment with this, like just giving, like we yeah. don't get in our life by like getting, like we yeah. get by like giving. So what we put out, we're going to get back. So if we put out yeah. like appreciation for the money we already have right now, then yeah. we'll be able to attract that back rather than this energy of like your money. I think I might've heard this from you before. Like if you're in a place where like your money isn't good enough for like right now and like you don't appreciate what you like already have that's what the universe is going to like give back to you. So hands down. And there's those people that are like, you know, I've been making the same amount of money all the time or I'm always sick. There's people that are like, I'm always sick all the time. You've you got those friends that are like, why are you sick every time I see you? Because mm -hmm. they're focusing their attention on being sick. So the universe mm -hmm. is like, here, let me give yeah. you more sickness. <laughs> it's literally the stories that we tell ourselves. Like I know the secret. Yeah. That was one of the first books I ever read that really introduced me to the law of attraction and like self-development. And the guy was like saying like, you know, if you say like you're unlucky, then you're going to attract like situations in which you're <laughs> continuously unlucky where you can literally just change that story. And it doesn't seem real at first, but eventually you get to a place where like, wow, I have the best luck. And that literally worked for me. I started to kind of tell myself like, oh, I'm so 
lucky. And I swear every time I go to like a party or something where there's like a raffle, I freaking win it. Like, I love it. So you just change your story. So yeah, if you're like, oh yeah, this is what, like, oh, this always happens to me. Like, well, if that's what you want to keep happening to you, cool. Yeah. Like have at it. Or you could change the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like even like, yeah, like parking spots, like things like that. There's so many like stories that you can change that you can, yeah, like tell yourself the best. Oh yeah, I always always front row at the parking. Like it cracks Johnny out my boyfriend because he's like, how do you do that? Like it could be pouring raining. The other day we got the gym pouring raining and like there's a spot in the gym like where the car, like you could park right by the stairs. I mean, right there. And so we pull up and I've now like talked him into this world. And so we pull up and I'm like, by the way, I manifested this. He goes, no, he didn't. I pre-gratituded this. I was like, you can't pre-gratitude something. He's like, yeah, you can. I said, Universe, thank you for giving Tay-Tay the front row spot because I know it's going to be there. It's going to be like an argument on who manifested it because we, we both like manifest like front row spots yeah. every fucking time we go somewhere. It's yep. crazy. Yeah, I did that the other day. I mean, I had to drive around for a little bit, but I was like, yeah, rather than like stressing about parking because I know like I have that tendency coming from a place of just being like, you know what? I'm so thankful for this lit parking spot that I got. <laughs> and then, you know, it opens up and my friend used to always, my best friend would be like, you're so mystical. <laughs> You've got magic powers. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's just a law of attraction. It's fine. <laughs> you're like, no big deal. I'm just, you know, I'm just cool like that. <laughs> I love it. So funny. So also, I know something you're really big on is obviously like mindset. Are there some mm-hmm. other top tips for mindset that you give to your clients when you're working with them? Or like, what are some of your favorites? Mm, yeah, that's gosh. I'm like, in my head, I'm like pulling out all the different, because mind, mindset is so key. It, and mm. again, that's another sentence I used to hear people when I started my journey. I'm like, yeah, whatever. If I hear mindset, it's key, but it's so true. Like, so on the other <laughs> side, mm-hmm. coming from the other side, mindset is literally key. Like I remember when I was, um, like in the middle of my business and had my, was my second business coach and I hadn't hit my, like a five figure month yet. And I was like, Oh, it's just not possible. It's not possible. Like I just can't do that. That's like not who I am. And she's like, it's literally in your head. Like I was like, yeah, right. It's not in my head. So I surrendered, made shifts and easily ever since then it's been effortless. And it, I 100% attest that to my mindset. So I'm glad you asked that. So with mindset, um, my number one me- recommendation around this, or even just kind of like a, an aha moment that I had, that if the vision and the thought and the dream is in you, it's for you. So if it's in you, if you are thinking, you know, I am going to hit, you know, I'm going to make millions of dollars serving women all over the world as a confidence coach. If you thought of that, if that vision is in you, it is literally for you. So that right there, you can't, we don't just think of random things just for the, for the fuck of it. That's not how our brains work. Yeah. Sometimes we're like unicorn, like, but if we actually have a vision and see ourselves, you know, you have those visions, you're like standing on a stage in front of thousands of people and you're like, where did this come from? Where it's your soul saying, hi, this is for you. This is what you're supposed to do. But what can happen is an unhealthy mindset can be like, oh my God, that's not me. Like, I don't have the confidence for that. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like I dealt with major lack of confidence and the idea of like speaking on a stage, I'd rather have a root canal. I was like, that's not me. But my soul was like, it's you. You just haven't figured it out yet. So if you have that vision, Get, continue to get curious. I always love the word curious because it allows you to not resist or dive into it like blindly. So if you have that vision, get curious and then think when a, a negative thought pops up or a limiting belief or a block, quickly acknowledge it, 
label the limiting belief. Oh, hey there, negative Nancy. Great to see you. So right now I actually don't need you because I'm chasing this dream that I have. And just set her aside. Don't shove her away. Set her aside and keep going forward. So that's tip one is just labeling what you feel coming up and being really self-aware of it and then taking action on how you can just like befriend it, but move it aside for now. Um, Cause she'll pop up. She'll continue to pop up. Um, and then number two, another one would just to really know that this sounds cheesy is that you have one life to live. So knowing that you can die any single moment should be a driving factor towards pushing through a healthy mindset. So when you're lacking confidence, you know, you want to start that journey or that new chapter in your life and all the doubts are coming in and you're thinking, oh my gosh, if I die tomorrow, would I like, or if I almost died and I end up being like sick, so dramatic, like breaking both of my legs and I can't do that dream anymore. Like, don't you wish you had taken action that day before, you know, when you're, you end up getting like a stuffy nose and you're like, oh my God, I wish I would have appreciated my like clear breathing yesterday. So yeah. same sort of thing is having the mindset that like, you're going to die one day. And I, I really, I use death as my like driving factor a lot because um, I want to achieve a bunch before I die. Um, so having that be able to push you through lack of confidence or fears um, can sometimes give you that light that you need. Um, and then one more, a third one around mindset um, is just getting clear on what your passion is and what feels good. And some people are like, well, I don't have a passion. Like easy for you to say, you got it figured out, blah, blah. One, I don't have it figured out. And two, I'm always trying to figure out what my new passions are. So when you want to have a healthy mindset, you've got to know where you're going. Otherwise you can't set dreams. You can't set goals. So getting clear on what feels good to you is going to allow you to figure out what your passion is is. So that means maybe going to yoga, maybe going to a meetup that has to do with self-development, um, maybe going to a hip hop dance class to get your body moving, whatever that is, just start doing things that you don't usually do. Because the reason you have an unhealthy mindset um, or you can't achieve a certain goal or you can't even figure out what the fuck your purpose is on earth is because you're doing the same thing every single day. So shake things up, do something new, allow that creative juice to flow, and then your passion will come to fruition. And all that has to do with, with how we think about ourselves and how we think about every action that we're taking. Thank you. I love that. You're and welcome. I think that's so important too. And you brought up a great topic. So it, me, it reminded me of, yeah, like meditation. So that meditation, having that awareness of your thoughts will help you with these, when these negative thoughts come up with being able to recognize like, Oh, thank you. Negative thought, but I don't need you. Which also brings me to something that I heard recently that's so helpful is let your actions overcome your doubts. So like those moments where the negative Nancy might be like, you're not good enough. Like this isn't you, like you won't be able to do that. Doing that thing anyway. And just being like, Oh, look at, I did it. Like, yes. So that was such a great, yeah, that quote was something that I remember now that I'm like, okay, let, let my actions overcome my doubts because you realize you can do it. Like, it's just like, it's all in your mind. Like you said, I agree. Getting out of your routine and getting out of the familiarity and the comfort zone, if you will, will help you to, yeah, experience those new things and experience those new thoughts and for sure, like reinvigorate you. Yep. Absolutely. Shake things up. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Cool. Thanks so much for sharing those with us. You're welcome. And also what does, uh, so I know you're big on speaking your truth. So what does that mean to you? Yes. Um, so speaking my truth is just sharing, um, sharing my thoughts like open and vulnerably 
one for like my own, either my own healing or my own growth. Um, and then hopes of it affecting someone else. So when we aren't speaking our truth, it's that story that we want to share, even if it was like super traumatic, or it's that, that, that win that we want to share. It's that goal that we achieved that we want to share, but when we don't share it, it's that feeling of like, Oh, like it's like your, your throat chakra is closed up. You're not voicing your opinion and not sharing your win and it hurts and it actually sits inside of your soul and think of someone who wants to write a book and they're like I had this great idea for um, a book that I want to write but you know I, I just I don't feel like my story is worth it or my truth is worth it and so it's going to continue to sit inside you and eat at you so that like that voice in your head like do that thing build that thing or whatever that's your truth trying to come out to, for your growth, but then also to serve the world. So for me, yes, speaking my truth is just sharing whatever thoughts I have, again, for my healing and hopes to affect someone else. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, coming from a place of vulnerability and love is kind of really what that means to me is because both of those, the vulnerability and the love will help somebody else. Like even if yes. that's one person, it's going to have a shift for somebody else or have a shift in somebody else. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And it just feels good to get it out. Like it's like when I shared my story of like my dad, like being a, just a crazy narcissist, it was like, I was terrified to share it, but that was my truth. That was my story. I'm like, well, it's my dad. That's my truth. That's my mm -hmm. story. So I either share this and hopefully impact someone else who has the same situation mm -hmm. or keep it in and not let that like chapter of my life out. And like the second I let that truth out, it was like, ah, like yeah. the world is now I'm good. Like mm -hmm. it's out of my, my like energy, energy mm -hmm. field. Yeah. Okay. Even if it's just something small, like you're going through, or even just like, I know for me, I try to come from a space of like, okay, this little like mindset shift helped me. So I feel really uncomfortable sharing it because I, f I fear that there might be people out there being like, what do you know about that? But as like, if this little shift helped me, it might help somebody else. And yes. it's just, that's like just a piece of me right now, like in this like moment that I'm going to share. Yeah, absolutely. And I love when you, you personally made that shift, uh, with like the woman that you were calling out, I'm going to, I'm going to call her out here for a second because I was so proud of her. So she's, this is like the, the fruition you've manifested now, Sharissa, where you're at because you shifted from the person that you used to call in that you want to work with. And you've now shifted towards a person that feels good to you and your truth. Mm. And you know, you're doing a beautiful job with your podcast and serving women in a whole new way because that is your new truth. Yes. Our truths are allowed to change. And when you took hold and let out your new truth, you were just like, ah, yeah. It feels good to like talk about things that feel good to me. Yeah. You talk by mm -hmm. honoring your truth. I love that. And I find, I found that for me, I was pigeonholing myself and like locking myself into this little box and this little identity that I thought I had to be. And when I had that aha moment, that shift, I was like, I can be whoever the heck I am and whoever I want to be. And if this person's growing, like I don't have to identify with just a bodybuilder. Like I don't have to be just fitness. Yeah. Like because okay, was, yeah. So good. wasn't speaking to like, yeah, my soul anymore, but it's also neat too. in that I've gotten back to a place where I'm still kind of, I had been facing resistance. Like I know you've spoken to, you spoke to yesterday on your Instagram, you were facing resistance around like the fitness and nutrition and stuff where now I'm kind of back into a place where I understand the value and I see the value for myself. And so I'll still post some stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So now for me, it's just a mixture of, yeah, whatever is literally on my heart in that moment I'm sharing. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's your truth. But that's where you're yeah. at right now in your life. And when you got over that, like that, like that bump, you're like, Oh my, I get it. I get it now. Like I look back at that call and you're just like, I don't know. Like that's who I want to help, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like also there's like, I don't know if it's like a sense of like fear sometimes, but like when I feel like, Oh no, like I'm not who I was like two days ago. Right. And what I'm saying is like different. Like you almost feel like but you're allowed to like change. Yeah. Like I know you've posted stuff on that before. Like you grow yeah. and it's okay to grow. It's okay to, yeah, be evolving or upgrade or even going back a little bit and then moving forward. And it's just yeah. all part of the journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So the last question I want to ask you and have you share is I know you're big on living true to your values. So what would you say is the importance of like having values and living through values? Yeah. Values are your um, blueprint. They're your, they're your guide. I firmly believe they're, they're our guide. And when I was living my hot mess express life, no values, like zero value, like negative values. Um, <laughs> so when you, and I was living, my life was a hot mess. I was living unintentionally. So now I have values and my life is in order. There's chaos every once in a while, but it's like, it's just life chaos. Um, so having values allows you to define choices that you make allows you to define who you want to call into your life. So my values, when I started like dating again, my values were incredibly clear on the man that I wanted to call in. And because of, I was so headstrong on what my values were, like not one little thing. Like it's, some people are like, Oh, that's like, so like, um, what is it? You know, when you're like a little girl and you make a list of like what you want and your mom's like, Oh my God, that's like, so not real. Like that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Um, but if your values are your values, you're going to call in that person and if they don't meet your values. Like, gone by because they're your, they're your, your soul. Mm -hmm. So I have a value list for, um, my, for business, for personal life, for my emotions, for my physical appearance, um, for how I carry myself in public and you know, how I play all those different things. And it allows me then when I get to a scenario and someone asks me to do this sort of thing, um, like here in Alexandria, someone will ask me if I can be at an event, um, like a fitness event. And if it just is not my value anymore, like if I don't find it to be um, feel good to my value list, that I just say no. And the old me, I would have said yes to anything because my values weren't steadfast. Hmm. Um, so they are really are your, your guiding source. And a way to go through that just for the listeners to have like a tangible thing to do is, um, again, create, um, this is what I have my clients do, is they create an Excel document a list of all, each column is a different part of your life. Again, your personal, a relationship with a man, your friends, your family, and then go through and write down whatever, like 10 to 12 words that come to mind, love, passion, honesty, trust, fun, joy, play, write them all down. And then envision, just like you did envisioning kind of like your perfect day is envision, um, what that ideal relationship would look like, what that ideal feeling, how you want to feel on a daily basis look like. And then when you envision it, you'll then be able to go back through that value list and know your top three that mm -hmm. pop out. You're like, okay, on my perfect relationship, this is what I saw. You highlight those top three and then you make those who you are and let them lead the choices that you, that you choose on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I, for me, it kind of speaks also to like, 
setting like high standards for yourself and like high standards for other people or just there you go. standards. That's what I'm but, like for. setting. Like, yeah. Like standards. Yeah. Like an unrealistic standard. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Setting standards for yourself, standards that you have that you want to hold yourself to. And yeah. And then it creates this way of intentionality for you to like guide your life. Cause otherwise, yeah, you're a hot mess express. I know back in the day I have such a similar journey to you. I was a freaking hot mess express. And I finally feel like, you know, 30 years later I have, I'm actually like, like getting my crap together, but that for a long time I was just colliding, flailing, a friggin' roller coaster train off the damn tracks. Like, and I, I didn't have values and I wasn't self-aware and yeah. So the self-awareness and determining your values and setting those standards for yourself and for your life is so helpful because it, yeah, literally guides your choices and your actions. Cause in any situation you can be like, okay, like what, yeah. Like what is this one like pillar that I might base my life around and is yeah. this choice or action I'm about to take going to align with that pillar or not? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It, it totally matters. Cool. Well, thank you so, so much. I'm so honored and grateful that you have been on the show today and you provided so much value to me and also for our listeners. So I'm so excited to put this podcast out live. Is Yay. there anything else you'd like to add? No, thank you so much for having me on truly. I'm just like you've my day is made just seeing how far you've come and how far you'll continue to go and just like listeners like she is she's walking her talk like and I don't say that very often but she is walking her talk and it's just amazing to see you being the leader that you are and aligning yourself um with what feels good and watching like the shifts that you're making is just epic. So thank you for allowing me to be part of your life and on this show. It means a lot to me. Thank you. So for everybody listening, you can find Taylor on social media. She has a huge Instagram following. So go find her there. She's also on Facebook. As I mentioned, she is my business coach. So if you need help with <laughs> strategies and yeah, just foundations for building a business. She is your girl because yeah, for a while I was just like throwing crap at the walls and now I don't do that. And I have reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing and methods to do what I'm doing. So I'm so thankful for that. And she's also a life coach. So if you need help with getting like your life together, she's super awesome, but she posts so much great content too. So go follow her on Instagram because I know you'll find lots of value in her. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Thanks again. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining and taking time out of your day to listen to this message. I appreciate you so much and I am sending you so much love. And until next time, have a beautiful, beautiful experience. <laughs>